When you look at the marketing of some of the products out there that say kills 99% of all germs, we, we buy that because we think that's a good thing, that we're going to kill all these germs. But in essence, what it's doing is it's not, if it's killing 99%, it's not just killing the bad stuff inside your mouth, but it's also killing that good layer of microbiome that's actually supporting your health. Welcome back to the Whole Mamas Podcast. We're here to give you tools, resources, and evidence-based information so you can make the best decisions for yourself and your family. Whether you're trying to conceive or navigating life with a toddler or a teenager, we've got you covered. I'm Stephanie Grinke, registered dietitian and program director for Whole Mamas Club. I'm the co-creator of Whole Mamas Pregnancy Program, where I teach mamas how to navigate the endless decisions around pregnancy. And my co-host, Dr. Ilana Rommel, is a pediatric naturopathic doctor and creator of Med School for Moms, an online resource where she teaches moms how to safely be a doctor mom. I'm so excited to bring Trina Felber on the episode today to talk about something that doesn't get much attention in wellness circles, but it impacts all of us and can deeply impact our pocketbooks if we aren't being proactive about it. I'm talking about dental health. And in this episode, we talk about the recipe for cavities, how to optimize your oral microbiome and remineralize your teeth to help prevent cavities, how your dental health impacts your entire body, and special considerations for mamas and their littles. You'll learn what to look for and avoid in toothpaste, and she'll share her take on fluoride. But before we begin, I want to thank Four Sigmatic for being today's podcast partner and bringing you this episode. By now, we've talked about the many therapeutic benefits of mushrooms and shared our favorite products. So I hope you felt compelled to try them and you are enjoying them. If you're just joining us or you haven't heard about Four Sigmatic, they're a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit your immunity, energy, and longevity. Four Sigmatic makes a wide variety of blends, including mushroom coffee, mushroom elixirs, hot cacaos, matcha, superfood blends, and more. I love their Rishi Hot Cacao to wind down at night and their mushroom coffee to get me going in the morning. With Four Sigmatic, I'm pairing the medicinal benefits of mushrooms to something I'm already doing, drinking a warm beverage in the morning and at night. This means I'm not adding anything to my schedule for self-care or for health benefits. I'm simply swapping the products that I'm already using for something enhanced. Their mushroom coffee includes lion's mane, which Buddhist monks have long used to help with focus during meditation. This gives me lasting energy and sparks creativity to help me come up with great podcast topics like today's episode on dental health for mamas. Their hot cacao with reishi helps turn off my monkey mind and unwind in the evening. I drink a cup with my husband after we put our kids to sleep, and we swear it helps both of us get restful night's sleep. You can enjoy this upgraded low-sugar, healthy hot chocolate and all of Four Sigmatic's other mushroom-based drinks for 15% off by going to foursigmatic.com forward slash mamas. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com forward slash mamas. Or if it's easier for you to remember, you can use code mamas at checkout to get our special deal. We hope you enjoy them as much as we do. All right, now on to the show. Well, I am so excited to bring Trina Felber on the show today to talk about holistic dental care. This is something I wish I knew more about. And after having a couple of conversations with Trina, she is the perfect person to come on and talk about the new emerging research behind the oral microbiome and dental health, what you can do during pregnancy to really support your dental health, overall health, and your growing baby's health, and then what we can do in the postpartum period to remineralize our teeth and make sure that we aren't putting ourselves at risk of having cavities or having any dental problems because of baby pulling all of the minerals from us during pregnancy. So she is going to give us some actionable advice, and I'm so excited to have her on. So welcome to the show, Trina. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm excited to um, mouth off with you today. (laughs) Great. So let's talk about what you have done today or what you're going to do today to nourish yourself. This is one of our favorite segments on the Whole Mamas podcast, just really making sure that we're all on the same page. We all have you know, the 24 hours that we need to to take care of everything, but we have to, whether it's one minute or an hour, do something for ourselves. So what are you doing? So I am very big, like, I'm like everybody else. I do a job where I stand in front of a computer most of the day, except for when I'm chasing my kids, right? So I always try and incorporate something that's going to help with lymphatic drainage, because I know that if you get backed up with your lymph system, 
then there's a lot of other health issues that you have and you just don't feel good. You don't feel like bright on the spot, that kind of thing. So um, a supple- some of the things, and today I will probably stand, I've got a vibe plate. So one of those vibration plates. So I usually do, for it to be really effective, you have to do 20 minutes. So I'll stand on there, but I, I stand on there. I do like yoga poses and stretches, but it helps to create the vibration to help move my lymphatic system around. If I don't have time to do that, then I usually either will jump and I'll like do 100 to 150 jumping jacks. And really that takes like two or three minutes. So um, anything to like get yourself off the ground or vibrating is what I do every day. Oh, that's a new one. We haven't heard that, but I am with you. I have to stand during the day if I'm on a call or if I'm doing emails, like I just have to stand up and get my body moving. And I don't know if you've seen these before, but I just got an under desk treadmill. And so <laughs> I have one of those. Yes. Yeah. Do you use it? I, you know what? I used it for a while and then I put it away for a while because my legs started getting really sore. I know that sounds funny. <laughs> How much are you walking? I was walking. Well, I I would have it on. And whenever I was at my desk, I'd be walking. Yeah. And then um, I had some issues with my one hip. So I had to put it away for a little while. Mm. But I, I'm going to pull it back out here now that it's spring. Because it's one of my favorite things to do. Is And I don't put it very fast. It's just a slow walk. But it really does make you think better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know it really helps with that left and right brain communication. And, you know, you don't have to have an under desk treadmill or a vibrating plate like or something to stand on like what Trina has. I mean, like she said, just jumping up and down or going for a walk or something to get your lymphatic system moving is really important. And there's also what's known as a glymphatic system in your brain. So helping your brain think clearly, too. So it's really all connected. But I love that. That's really unique. We haven't heard that one before. Yay. (laughs) All right. So before we we begin, I'd love to hear more about your story. So from my understanding, you were a registered nurse for over 25 years, and then you decided to create all natural skin and dental care products. So how did this happen? And how did you get interested in dental health? Yeah, I've been a nurse for a long time. My very first job was in the burn center. And so I, I think, you know, that when you look back, it's so funny how your life just kind of lined up. Because when you're going through it, you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. But when you look back, you're like, oh, now that's why That's why I did that. But I was a burn nurse for like six years, my first six years out of nursing. Loved it. It's either a place you love or hate. And it has nothing to do with the patients. It's just the what, what happened, the trauma. I was one of those people that just loved the burn center. I loved watching people heal, helping them feel better, get better. But I learned so much about the skin and the body and how much you're protected by that layer, that thin layer, but how damage can happen and how that affects everything about you, not just your skin, but also that it can be healed and that there are ways to heal it. And obviously I wasn't doing natural ways back then, but you know, now I've figured out natural ways to heal your body and your skin and your teeth and things like that. So um, when I, I became a nurse anesthetist um, back in 2007, I graduated and um, I got into skincare Real quickly, I'll tell you um, the story. It was It's kind of um, fascinating. My husband and I got married in Fiji right when I graduated from anesthesia. I was turning 40 or I had just turned 40 and we wanted to start a family right away. And we were super healthy. Like we'd been eating healthy. We hadn't gone paleo yet because that really wasn't out yet. But we had ditched like processed foods and things like that. And I got pregnant when we were on our honeymoon in Fiji, but miscarried it the week of seven and I was just devastated because I, you know, I, I knew it could happen. I was 40, mm-hmm. um, but I just stopped and I was like, I, you know, I have to stop wondering, like I have to look at everything in my environment because I know I'm pretty healthy what I put in my body, but what about like the cleaning products and what about all this other stuff? So we did all that. And then I was pregnant. I got pregnant very quickly and I was at that same seven week mark. And of course I'm like paranoid mm-hmm. and you know, you're just feeling everything And I was getting ready for work and I glanced down at my moisturizer and it was an organic natural moisturizer from a company I trusted. And I looked at the ingredients probably for the first time ever because skincare never, it never crossed my mind. Yeah. And I glanced down and I saw that there were these toxins or what I assumed were bad things. Like they just didn't look natural. And so I did a Google search and I was like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And not, you know, I don't know whether that would have caused my miscarriage, but I knew that it could affect me and it could affect my baby. So I pretty much right away just ditched everything and started making my own stuff. And it was turning out really good. I was getting results. I hadn't had, I had acne until I was 40 and my acne cleared up very quickly. 
Yeah, it was crazy. I was just getting all these great results and I made some baby products and my baby Mia was born. She was born healthy and happy and like any other little kid got rambunctious. (laughs) And when she turned two, my business was going well. It was all, it was mostly deodorant and skincare. And when she turned two, she had a molar came in and, and I was floored by this. I didn't realize this could happen, but, um, she had a molar came in. It looked like it had a cavity in it. And my husband and I were like, what is this? She's two. So we took her to the dentist and he said, yeah, it's a natural cavity. It can happen in utero. Usually it happens with the two teeth that are developing because they develop each side at the same time. But for some reason, hers was just one. And he said it was most likely I had like some sort of infection, like a flu or cold or something happened right at the moment when she was having that, that tooth was being developed and it just created this defect. He said that it was a pretty significant cavity or defect and he would put a temporary filling in it, but most likely the tooth wouldn't last a year. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm going to start looking at the mouth because I'm healing the body in other ways. Let me see what I can do for the mouth. So I started doing some research. I came across Dr. Weston Price. And um, for anybody that doesn't know him, he was a dentist in the early 1900s, did fascinating work looking at third world countries at their health status, looking at why do they not suffer from diabetes and heart disease and obesity and gastrointestinal um, disorders and things like that. Why do they have these healthy mouths? Like you see them in National Geographic. These people are beautiful. They have beautiful skin. They have gorgeous, huge white teeth, smiling, big jaws what's different? And then he studied when they would come to the U.S. and start eating our high processed diet, supersized, high sugar, uh, loaded with carbs, and their health would decline. But before their health would decline, they would end up with poor oral care. Like their teeth would, they'd have gum disease and cavities. And then eventually they'd, they'd suffer from the same stuff we have, diabetes, heart disease, you know, all those things that I mentioned. So you know, he looked at their diet in their homeland and realized that the clay or the soil that they were taking their food from, growing their food in, was very mineral rich. So I looked at what can I get or what can I do for the mouth that has those minerals in it? And that's when I discovered clay. So I put together a tooth powder blending three separate clays with baking soda. I can get into the why behind all that later. But I came up with this formula that was going to, in my opinion, help reestablish the mineral content in the mouth the way that it happened for people that are healthy. Because I heard the saying a long time ago, good health starts in the mouth. I had absolutely no idea why. I do now. But I think most people have no idea what that means, even though we know it. What I love about that story is, you know, I can just feel the mama bear mode in you. It's like, you get pregnant. And I feel like if you are ever to make a change in your diet or lifestyle, it's going to be when you get pregnant because it's not just about you anymore. Right. And there's just so much, we just want to do so well during our pregnancy for ourselves and our, for our growing baby. So the fact that you just started looking at skin products when you became pregnant, like that's a very common experience that we hear in our group is like, okay, like what now can I put these pieces together and make sure that I am living this healthy lifestyle. So love that you took that passion and really created something that you felt comfortable using. You felt comfortable sharing with other people and, you know, really going at it with the research and educating yourself on like, what is it about other cultures? What is it that Weston Price found and how can we incorporate that into our modern day society? So just, I think it's just, it's, you can hear the passion in your voice because you've done this for yourself and you also wanted to create something special for the people that you love and the people, everybody else. And that's so, I say that all the time too. It's so true. Like I, my teeth, it's funny. Cause I talk about my daughter, my daughter's now 10 and a half. And what's really funny is that tooth she just lost it. So we saved that tooth. It lasted the life that it was supposed to. And it got loose and wiggled and came out on its own. And I have that tooth. We saved it because that's our dirty mouth tooth powder tooth. But what's interesting is before, my story really starts before that from my mouth, which I never think about it because like you said, not until it's your kids or your baby, do you do you really make a change sometimes? Mm-hmm. But I, my teeth, like when I was like 39, right before I started making my own stuff, I had two teeth that chipped and I was like, what is going on? Like my teeth are getting weak and crumbling and it didn't spark anything in me at that moment. I probably, cause I was in anesthesia school and just didn't have time. <laughs> but what, what's 
really fascinating is after making this product and my daughter, you know, I made it for my daughter, but obviously I used it too. I haven't had any dental problems, any health related issues really since I made the switch. So it's, it's funny that we do it for our kids, even though we've suffered with stuff for years and, you know, we haven't we're the last to help ourselves, right? When you're moms. (laughs) Yeah, well, absolutely. And you know, just not, not just about overall health, but also the cost of some of these dental procedures. I mean, yeah, it's definitely one thing to do it to make sure that you're healthy and your baby's healthy. But when it comes to paying for fillings and paying for root canals and paying for whatever dental procedure that you need, it is so costly. And like, even just the fear of having something go wrong and what it's going to cost me and my family is enough to like really push me to make sure I'm taking care of my teeth. Right. And it's true. And um, especially like one of my main things is as a kid, I grew up with cavities and, you know, I grew up eating candy and not such a healthy diet. And I, the pain, I didn't want my kids to suffer through. It's just the pain and the, the anxiety associated with having a drill come at you that I just wanted my kids to be able to avoid if I could. It, at all costs, you know? So that was one of my main, you know, pain points that I wanted to avoid. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about you. You mentioned that health starts in your mouth and we kind of neglect that. You know, we think we hear a lot about health starts in the gut or, you know, that might be our line of thinking because we're people that li- are listening are just really smart and educated. So let's take it back a little bit. So health starts in your mouth. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up hearing that all the time. Health begins inside your mouth. Your health begins inside your mouth. And I never really thought about it. In fact, I didn't really think about it until just a couple of years ago um, after I had produced a healthy mouth. And I kind of went backwards. I started getting customers telling me my mouth, like I've never felt healthier. I've never been healthier. My mouth, I never, I don't have bad breath anymore. My teeth look white and healthy and so strong and my sensitivities went away. So when I started getting this feedback, I'm like, what is going on? Health does start inside the mouth. So really like, I want to kind of dive back a little bit about the immune system. I want to talk a little bit about the microbiome inside the mouth. Um, Some of the problems that I have found with conventional dental products is the fact that they sell us to believe that all bacteria is bad. Because when you look at the marketing of some of the products out there that say kills 99% of all germs, Mm. we we buy that because we think that's a good thing, that we're going to kill all these germs. But in essence, what it's doing is it's not, if it's killing 99%, it's not just killing the bad stuff inside your mouth, but it's also killing that good layer of microbiome that's actually supporting your health. And if you don't have that microbiome, you are pretty much sterilizing your mouth every time you clean it. And that a clean, super clean, squeaky clean mouth is not a good thing for your body. It's not a good thing for your teeth and it's not a good thing for your gums, but it's definitely not a good thing for your body because if you don't have a microbiome inside your mouth that's building a defense that keeps you protected, then when you are exposed and we're exposed to everything all day long, our kids are putting their fingers in their mouth all day long, but not just them. You know, my water bottle sits at my desk sometimes open and then I take a swig. Like, I don't know what landed on that. So if you don't have a good microbiome inside your mouth and a good environment, because a microbiome needs an environment to live. So it's either you either have a good microbiome or you have a bad microbiome and the environment's completely different. It's just like in your gut. Mm -hmm. What I want to say is like we're like you said, we're all in tune with a good microbiome inside our gut is um, what we need to support a healthy immune system. But we have to reverse that and and look at where the immune system actually starts. And it starts at the beginning of that tube. What I like to tell people too is you, let's let's look at that tube from tongue to tail as outside of our body. That whole tube that runs all the way through tongue to tail really truly is still outside our body. And almost everything that is outside of our body has some sort of protective microbiome. And the reason for that is to prevent unwanted things from getting in. It's your layer of your immune system. So I want to go back. I know you and I have had this little discussion a little bit, but I want to go back and I know that there's a lot of moms and maybe some moms that are pregnant, but I want to take you back to the time when um, during pregnancy of either you or a child, 
like you were inside your mother's womb and it was really cozy and it was warm and there really weren't any bad things in there. No bad bacteria or viruses. You were pretty stable and pretty healthy. And I know Stephanie was just telling me there's new research out that says there is a healthy microbiome from the placenta and even possibly the sac that you're in that provides a healthy environment for you. But it's nice and warm and cozy and healthy. And truly, as a baby, you don't really have anything going on that's going to spark an immune system for you. You really are born with really very minimal immune system. You have everything that you're equipped, but you just haven't been exposed to anything yet to spark the growth of things that you might need to protect you. So for babies that are born through the vaginal canal, the birth canal, their first exposure to real bacteria outside of what they've been exposed to would be through the vaginal canal. Now in the vaginal canal, you mom has healthy microbiome. And one of the reasons is when the baby goes through the delivery canal, they get some of that microbiome inside their nose and the mouth. So the first thing they do when they get out is they take a deep breath. So that microbiome is inside their nose, inside their mouth, and then they start to swallow. And with every swallow of saliva, that microbiome that's healthy for them is going down into their stomach to feed and seed their digestive system, which at this point doesn't have much in it. And it's going to be the start of what we would call the microbiome inside our digestive system, our gut microbiome. But it all starts inside the mouth. They need that bacteria or that healthy microbiome to grow and spark inside their mouth because with every swallow that they take, they are going to be putting some good stuff down into their digestive system. So that's truly how health begins. It really does begin inside your mouth. It doesn't change once we get you know, two, three years old. You're still exposed to everything all day long. You're still exposed to good and bad things in the air. H. pylori and E. coli become a problem when they're into our digestive system. They don't become a problem in our mouth, but as soon as we swallow it, it can become a problem in our digestive system. But the place to prevent it from getting past is inside the mouth. And if we have a healthy microbiome and a healthy environment inside our mouth, if we do swallow things like that or get them inside our mouth, we can actually take care of them and um, prevent them from causing damage internally. Yeah. And as you were talking about with your daughter's story too, it is, you know, making sure that during pregnancy that mom is getting enough of these minerals and mom is in a healthy state, low inflammatory state, and to help with the tooth development of the growing fetus too. So it's, you know, those first couple sips like you're talking about, that exposure to the beneficial bacteria in utero and then during delivery. And then, you know, for the moms that have a C-section that are like, well, what about me and what about my baby? You know, there's so many areas of exposure with skin to skin, if you are breastfeeding. And you know what? I've actually, Stephanie, I've actually seen um, an article or research that um, you can actually take a vaginal swab and swab the mouth. So that's actually something that you can do if you have a C-section baby, because it is true, C-section, and that's why C-section babies their immune system isn't quite as strong, and that would be why. It's because the vaginal canal is where they get that bacterial load to start their immune system. So I thought that was interesting. I'm like, yes, you can definitely take a swab. And I know it doesn't sound great, but it's actually going to spark the immune system. Yep, yep. And we've talked about that in a couple of places. And there are some, like, there's a risk-benefit analysis that needs to take place, making sure that mom's vaginal flora is healthy and is in a state where you want to uh, give that on a swab to baby and just making sure that your provider is all about that. Uh, we had an interview with Allie Miller, and that was something that she said she did on the podcast because she was having a C-section. So she made sure that her baby was swabbed all over, including in the mouth to get those bacteria. Um, So yeah, that's a great point. So let's talk about, you know, one thing that I mentioned to you that I have been hearing a lot, my pregnant mamas in our Healthy Mom, Happy Baby Facebook community, and then, you know, even myself talking to dentists is that there's a saying, you get a cavity for every baby. So let's talk about that. What What do people mean when they say that? And what are some things that we can do to prevent that from actually being true for us? I know when you said that, light bulbs went off in my head. And I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute, what, 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 what? I, I had not heard that. And I was fascinated by it, but it told, so of course I had to reverse engineer. Why would yeah. that be? Why would that be? So I totally came up with it. This is the nerdy nurse in me that has to figure out why so I can fix it. What I do know is that if you have the right situation happening, that won't happen. So the right situation, here, here's what's happening. 
um, when mom ends up delivering baby and ends up with either sensitive teeth or a cavity. So while baby is being developed, bone and teeth are basically the same thing. They're, they're minerals. In fact, they're the same minerals. And bone is actually, um, teeth are actually stronger than bone. And it's related to the environment that the teeth are in. Uh, bone is naturally in neutral environment. Your, your body is typically around 7.4 pH. So it's very neutral. Um, minerals can go in and out. Um, as far as your mouth, it's totally different story. That's why your minerals and your teeth are stronger than actual bone. But as babies being developed, baby is needing to develop a lot of bone and all of their teeth. So where are they going to get these minerals from? They're going to pull from mom. And of course, mom takes um, supplements, prenatal vitamins. However, here's part of the problem. Um, so many people suffer from malabsorption syndrome or digestive issues, and especially moms who the first trimester, you might not even be able to keep things down. Yeah. So you're just trying to keep something down, not necessarily worried that it's going to provide the nutrients that you need. You just want to keep something down. So maybe you can keep your supplements down too. But what happens when your digestive system isn't, um, if that's a double whammy, if you have problems with your digestive system, you're not absorbing as many of the minerals from the supplements that or the food that you're eating. And babies developing and moms, we're all about giving baby whatever they need, you know, survival. So we, we give them what they want. They pull the minerals from us. Your only way your body's way of um, remineralizing your teeth is through your saliva. So you cannot take a supplement or a pill or anything to directly put the minerals back in your teeth. It all has to happen through your digestive system, pulling the minerals into your body and then putting them into your saliva so that when you ha make saliva, which is all day long, your saliva has the minerals to neutralize the acids so that the minerals can go back into your teeth. But while you're pregnant, baby's taking a lot of those minerals. And if you're mineral depleted on the inside, your saliva is going to be mineral depleted. And this is why after nine months of feeding baby everything they need and you living with less minerals in your saliva, at the end of nine months, baby's born and you're left with either a cavity or sensitive teeth. And then you try to play catch up with your saliva and things like that. But what's what's really cool and what I've found is, um, especially with the my tooth powder that I've created that has the minerals in it, as long as you're brushing, and we can go into this, the reasons to brush your teeth, as long as you're brushing your teeth with something that's alkalizing and has the mineral content in it, and the minerals have to be in the ion form, as long as that's happening, then you can actually replace the minerals through your saliva, but also through what you're brushing your teeth with and also through your diet. So then by the time baby's born, you're not mineral depleted in your teeth. So can we talk about, you know, let's just be really clear on some ways that we can make sure that our saliva is alkaline. So you talked about the fact that if we use a tooth powder or a toothpaste that use, loses clay, that's one way to get those minerals in. But what are some other ways through diet or through other actions? Yeah. So first off, let me just say something about what's going to block the minerals from your teeth. Okay. Because we have like... I know a lot of people might be, um, and I know your audience is really healthy, uber healthy. <laughs> so I'm not really talking to the audience that's that might be still using some toothpaste that might be, you know, off the shelf, I want to say. They might be using more natural products. But what I want everyone to take a look at, no matter what you're using, is glycerin to see if your toothpaste has glycerin in it. Because glycerin, regardless of whether you eat your minerals through your food, brush with them, or if your saliva has them in them, if you're brushing with something that has glycerin in it, glycerin puts like a saran wrap coating on your teeth. It's like this wrap right around. And it takes a while for glycerin to wear off so that the problem is that minerals can't cross through that saran wrap barrier. Mm. So no matter what you're doing, if you've got mineral or if you've got glycerin and you're brushing your teeth with it, then there's a good chance that you're, you're not really going to be replacing the minerals. And as that glycerin wears off, you can still lose the minerals out of your teeth and not have enough time, obviously, to replace them as you're losing them. So then you can end up in, in trouble too. But you want to make sure your saliva is really important and it's an indicator too of your health. You want to make sure that you're hydrated. And I know that everybody says that no matter 
what kind of doctor you are. Everybody talks about staying hydrated. But one of the ways you know whether you're hydrated or not, one of the first ways is if you have a dry mouth and if you're not making saliva. So you want to make sure that you're hydrated enough so that you are making saliva. Your saliva is typically um, very neutral. So your saliva has a couple purposes uh, or jobs to do. One of the first things it does is it cleans your, your mouth. So when you eat something, most of the food that we eat is acidic by nature. Uh, meat is acidic. Um, a lot of um, processed foods, you know, you know co- sodas, if you're drinking soda, tea, coffee, most of the foods that we eat are acidic. So one of the things that your body did to compensate for that was to make your saliva more neutral. It's not, it's not alkaline by any means, but it's more neutral. So it's around se- six to seven. So it's going to try to neutralize whatever acids you have in your mouth from food, but it's also going to try and wash away the food particles. While it's doing that and it's kind of neutralizing, it's hoping to put those minerals back in your teeth, whatever minerals would be in the saliva itself. But the other thing that the that your saliva does is it collects anything that it passes and when you swallow it, it goes to your digestive system. So whether it's good bacteria or bad bacteria, whatever's inside your mouth, you will swallow into your gut. And the environment inside your gut is completely different. So it's more acidic. It lives on acid because that's how we break the foods down. It's got enzymes and all sorts of things in it. So as soon as you swallow bacteria that loves a more acidic environment, you haven't done anything to help yourself out. You've actually encouraged it to grow and you have less protection against it in your in your digestive system. So by allowing your mouth to be more alkaline all the time, then you're going to actually grow the better bacteria, the good bacteria that helps prevent the overgrowth of bad bacteria. I like to tell people like when people say, how do I know if I have issues going on inside my mouth? The very first sign that you have um, an imbalance in your mouth is bad breath because really bad breath is the overgrowth or the imbalance of bad bacteria that's more than what your good bacteria is. If you have good bacteria inside your mouth, you really shouldn't have or suffer from from bad breath. That's so fascinating. Oh my gosh. I just love listening to you talk about this. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay. That's, those are really great points and I hope people are able to follow them. And we always do a recap episode too, after these interviews, so we can definitely make a couple of points really clear and easy to follow. Hey mama, are you considering doing the January Whole30? No worries if you're not, but if you're looking for support, we've got you covered. Our Whole Mama's Pregnancy Program is your go-to resource for helping you make the best decisions for your pregnancy. Since some of the mamas in the program want to do a Whole30 during their pregnancy, usually after the first trimester, we offer Whole30 coaching every September and January inside our private Facebook group. If you've been on the fence about joining our pregnancy program or want support for your upcoming Whole30, this is a fantastic opportunity to get coaching. If you're not interested in Whole30 but have a nutrition-related health goal, our coaches will help you with daily support and accountability check-ins. From now until January 3rd, we're offering $40 off our Whole Mama's Pregnancy Program with the discount code PODCASTJ20. You get the pregnancy program and two months of free coaching from six coaches, including myself. Our private Facebook group is where I spend most of my time interacting one-on-one with the mamas in our community, and I'd love to meet you. Head over to wholemamasclub.com forward slash join dash now and use code PODCASTJ20 at checkout. All right, onto the show. So let's talk about bad breath then. So thinking about, okay, we want to have an alkaline environment, we want to have a good oral microbiome, but what are some of the other reasons that bacteria may be lurking there? I know um, one of the things could be like flossing and making sure that if there is bacteria just sticking in between tight teeth or even like on your tongue, making sure that you're getting rid of bacteria there, are those things that can contribute to a poor oral microbiome or lead to maybe increased risk of dental decay? And if so, what can we do about that? Yeah, I, I get that question all the time. And definitely, if you've never scraped your tongue, that's something that you need to do. Scraping your tongue is something that is very efficient, like less than 10 to 15 seconds it takes. Um, and it can help remove that coating of bacteria on your tongue that um, hides your papillae, which is your t- taste buds. So food's going to taste better and you're going to get rid of the bad bacteria that can cause more issues. And 
that acid environment. Um, but you really want to try and keep a more neutral alkaline environment inside your mouth. And really your, your, your body was designed like the, the, so your saliva is really designed to keep you more alkaline. The problem is, is we sabotage ourselves so much with, and it's not our fault. We don't necessarily realize we're doing this. We think we're eating and drinking healthy things, but not necessarily are they healthy for our mouth. Um, and if we're not making our good saliva or enough saliva, then we're not really neutralizing the effects of the acids. And when you don't have a more neutral environment inside your mouth, that's when when you're exposed to something like streptococcus mutans, which is one of the causes of tooth decay, it can flourish and grow and hide in the pockets in your gum tissue or between your teeth. And you mentioned flossing and flossing's great. Like, I, I know there's been new research. Do we really need to floss? And, you know, I, I don't know that you need to floss every single day. I'm not going to be the one to tell you, you know, point your, my finger and say you have to floss every day. You, you know, you do what everybody makes their own decision on things like that. But I do think there's a benefit to flossing. I also think that there's a benefit to flossing with something like besides just floss. I like, I have mm. a gum serum that I created and because the floss itself is going to help remove stuff, but it's not really going to help get rid of anything that you didn't get rid of with the floss. So I really like, I, I put together a gum serum that has um, a bunch of essential oils in it that will help prevent the growth of the bad bacteria. And it will help increase blood flow and decrease any kind of infl inflammation of the gum tissue. So I think there's things that we can do to promote health a little bit better than just believing like off the shelf I, I don't want to say mentality because I, I, that's where we were all raised, but getting beyond th that all bugs are bad and, and knowing that we need to look at what we're using. It doesn't take any more time to brush with something that's going to do good for your, your mouth. It, it takes just as much time, two minutes. I mean, there's no changing the time. It's two minutes, but it's going to change your life if you change the condition inside your mouth. I had, this was really kind of a cool story. It just happened like three weeks ago. I had a customer who had purchased my, my tooth powder and she emailed me, um, like it, she'd been using it for like a week and she emailed me and she goes, this is crazy. And I'm just wondering if you've had anybody else, if this has happened to anybody else. She said, I've been using the tooth powder for a week, but I swear I feel healthier inside. And I was like, yes, it's because we started your immune system inside your mouth again. Like we put it where it belongs. And I thought that was so cool that she recognized that, that it wasn't just her mouth that was healthier. In fact, she didn't really even mention that. She was like, my mouth feels great, but my whole body feels good. And it's really because your mouth is really, I, I, I always like, I like to talk about Seinfeld and like the soup Nazi. Do you remember the soup <laughs> yes, Nazi? Yes, of course. Like that's your mouth. Like it's, it's the, it's your, it's your health Nazi. It's what it, it lets things in or out. Like it's, there's two ways. You either swallow it, and if it's good or bad, you swallow it, or it's through your gum tissue. And if it gets through your gum tissue, it's going directly into your bloodstream. And then that's where the inflammation part gets in. And that's where some of the damage long-term can be, because you just don't know where or how that damage or that inflammation is going to turn up in your body. Because most people have heard that the, there is the link, there is a link um, between your mouth and the diseases like heart disease and pancreatitis and all sorts, like even Alzheimer's and things like that. So it's um, it's important to keep your mouth more on the alkaline side. Did I get off on a tangent? <laughs> you did, but I'm I'm following. It's, it's great. So I kind of wanna I wanna bring some actionable tips back to this conversation. So let's say somebody is hearing this podcast and they're like, hmm, I wonder what my toothpaste looks like. I wonder if I should toss it or find a different option or if it's good to go. What are some things that they should be looking for? You mentioned glycerin was one of them. I'm assuming from our conversation that fluoride isn't something that you typically recommend in toothpaste. So what else, when they're looking at their label, can they really tell if they've got a good product? Yeah. So what I like to tell people is that I believe that we've been told wrong, that we don't need to, like we've all been trained, brush your teeth to clean them. And I really want to make the switch because if you switch the reason that you're brushing your teeth, I won't have to, you don't have to listen to me talk again. You'll know what to look for in your, your toothpaste, tooth powder, whatever you decide to use. So the reason I say we don't necessarily, we're not really brushing our teeth to clean them is because two reasons. First of all, if you're making enough saliva, truly your alkaline saliva should clean your teeth. 
But if it doesn't, a toothbrush and water will be just as effective as anything else that you buy off the shelf to clean them because it will brush away um, the food and, and the particles. So if not necessarily brushing our teeth to clean them, why would we brush our teeth? Two reasons. You want to alkalize your mouth because in an alkaline environment, you will regrow your good microbiome. And I get questions all the time. How long does it take? Well, it takes about two, I usually say it takes about two days to destroy your microbiome, Hmm. but it takes about three days to rebuild it. And why three days? Because in about three days is when everybody tells me they completely can tell a difference inside their mouth. So I usually say it's about three days before you will actually regrow your microbiome. It takes about one to two days to pretty much destroy it, depending on the products that you're using. So you want to alkalize your mouth to regrow your microbiome, but you also want to remineralize your teeth. So those are the two reasons to brush your teeth, alkalize your mouth and remineralize your teeth. So it has to have, it has to be alkalizing and it has to have minerals in it. And those two actually go hand in hand too, because if you don't, if it's not alkalizing, but it has minerals in it, you're not going to put the minerals back in your teeth. You want the, the only time, so my formula for a cavity, this is the formula for a cavity. The bad bacteria inside your mouth feeds off the sugars and the starches from your diet, which by the way, you can limit, but you will never get rid of. So that's a, that's a standard that stays in the equation. So the bacteria plus the sugars and starches creates acid and the acid creates demineralization or where the minerals leave your teeth. It's during the acidic part that the minerals actually come out of the enamel. So that's what happens with food. That's why it's so important that you create your your saliva is because when you're eating your steak and you're enjoying it and it's so good and juicy and we love it, or you're drinking your coffee and it's so good. I mean, I love my coffee too, but demineralization is happening. It just happens because it's more acidic. So it's going to happen. The problem with our society and the things that we are using is that we're not changing that condition and putting the minerals back in. So we're having all this mineral loss. We end up with sensitivities. We end up with yellow teeth, and then we end up with a cavity and we don't know why. And it's really because the environment inside our mouth was not conducive. We've got the tools. They're in your food. Those those minerals are in your food. They're in your saliva. They may or may not be in your toothpaste or tooth powder, depending on what you're using, but you have two of the three for sure. And if we continuously live in the acidic environment, those minerals can't go in. They have to go in during an al- in an alkaline environment. So it's a double whammy when I say it needs to have be alkaline and it needs to have minerals because not only are those two doing independent things, but they also work together. Okay, great. And you, you've you been using the word minerals a lot. And so we've got some nutrition nerds in the audience or people that want to know exactly what you mean. So when you say minerals, what specific minerals are you talking about? Primarily calcium and phosphorus are the primary minerals of your, your teeth, but there's plenty, there's a whole bunch of minerals in your teeth, but those are the primary ones. So um, like the clays, bentonite clay is, when you're looking at a toothpaste or a tooth powder that has clay in it, typically it's bentonite clay. Bentonite's very rich in calcium and phosphorus. Okay. So when you're looking for something that, if you want to know, but you want to make sure that, especially if it's a paste, and I can talk about the difference if anybody's interested in the paste and the powder and why I choose powder. But if you use a paste and you see that it has bentonite clay in it, make sure it doesn't have glycerin because the glycerin is going to pretty much negate what's going on with the clay or the minerals in your diet. Okay, perfect. That's super helpful. You know, one of the things that you mentioned before was the difference between our bones and our teeth. And you mentioned that teeth are actually stronger than bones. And what I find really interesting is that, you know, we, we kind of have this assumption that if you fall down and you break your bone or you fracture a bone, that your body has the innate ability to heal and it wants to heal and it will heal. But I feel like we don't have that same thinking or philosophy with our teeth, right? Like if we start to see decay or demineralization, it's kind of like, well, that one's gone. We've got to fix it uh, with dental procedures versus maybe giving it some time to heal on its own through actions that we can take, like you're talking about with alkalizing and adding the minerals back and changing the microbiome of our mouth. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I I know there's probably people that maybe have – have had cavities before, or maybe their dentist is kind of 
cautious about one of their teeth or in between their teeth or something. Like, what can you say about that? Is there hope to re- reverse this? Yeah, I get that. You know, I do a lot of Facebook lives and every once in a while I get a comment, you can't heal teeth. You can't heal a tooth. And I usually, my response is you're absolutely right. You can't. If you don't change the environment inside your mouth, if you're brushing with the wrong thing and your mouth is always acidic, you are absolutely right. You will never heal a cavity. You will never heal a tooth because in an acidic environment, minerals leave the tooth. They will never go back in. But in an alkaline environment, and so let's go back to what's the difference between a bone and a tooth. So if you believe that you can heal a bone, and many of us have suffered from broken bones or things like that, that and we know you can heal a bone. If you believe you can heal a bone, you should believe that the possibility to heal a cavity or a tooth is always is there. And the reason is because they're made of the same thing. They're made of the calcium and the phosphorus and other minerals. The difference is the environment. And that your bone is inside your body. It's protected. It's not bombarded with bacteria all day long. And it's not acidic. So your your pH of your blood is is very neutral or your body, very neutral around 7.4. So that allows minerals to kind of fluctuate in and out when it when it's needed. So if a mineral is lost, then another one can go back in and fill that hole when that mineral is available. So that's why bones can stay healthy and heal. The difference inside your mouth is that it's most of the time acidic related to the foods that we're eating. And if we're not healing that uh, or changing that with our saliva, and or with our whatever we're brushing our teeth with and and we have the overgrowth of the bad bacteria that's the problem is the environment inside your mouth fluctuates very much from one extreme to the other so i think it's uh, soda has a ph of 2 like that's really acidic so if somebody drinks a lot of soda you're going to struggle to have a more alkaline mouth all the time unless you are really cognizant about it and drink water after you drink, you know, a soda or something like that. So it's the environment that your teeth are in that actually makes them stronger, but yet is also the weakness because it will make them weaker if the environment is more acidic most of the time without um, the neutralizing effect of like drinking water often, saliva, and brushing with something that's alkaline. Yeah. And, you know, to that point about like soda, you know, if, if you are going to drink soda, if you are going to have something that's more acidic, isn't it more beneficial to just have it at like one sitting versus sipping on it all day? So, you know, you have that exposure, not ideal, right? But it's better than having it in a straw and just drinking it all day and having that constant exposure. I know that's something like our dentist, my dentist way back in the day told me like, okay, if you're going to have candy, like have it once, don't have it throughout the day. Yeah. And that's probably totally true. And drinking through a straw is a great idea too, because then it's less inside your mouth. And I'm not here to tell anybody do or don't do anything, do or don't eat anything. I just want everybody to know. It's just like this. This one fascinated me. So I'm not saying that honey is good or bad. I like honey, but it's funny inside your mouth, cane sugar and honey are just like honey's just as bad for the bacteria inside your mouth as cane sugar. Does that mean don't eat honey? No, honey's got a lot of great benefits to it, especially local honey can do a lot for your health. What the knowledge piece does for you is just, hey, if I'm going to have some honey, then maybe I better make sure I swig some water afterwards or I can brush my teeth or whatever the case may be. But it's just knowing that, wow, you know, now I've got the power to do something or make a change um, just by knowing something. Yeah, absolutely. And then even, you know, there's women in our, our community that will have the gummy vitamins. They'll have it during their pregnancy because that's all that they can take and that's what they feel good with. Or even their kids, like the kids will have the gummy multivitamins. And it's not so much that we're saying do or do not do this, but it may be a smart idea. It is a good, a good idea to brush your teeth after those exposures take place just so that you can you know, get rid of any of the stickiness that's on the teeth and to support that healthier oral microbiome. Yeah. And the the cool thing is though, if you, if you regrow a good microbiome and it's not that hard and it doesn't take that long, um, you just can't destroy it, you know, by using the products that actually, you know, brushing with something that kills 99% of or, you know, using a mouthwash or something like that, that wipes it all out. So you really have to be cognizant of, and when you do have something bad, like I'm not, I'm not an angel. I, I love 
birthday cake. So I'll have some birthday cake, but your good bacteria inside your mouth. And if you create that healthy environment, you can have the things, I don't want to say all the time, but you can have things periodically and they're not going to destroy your health. It's just like anything else. It's a balance and it's creating the wellness so that when you're a little bit out of balance, you're, you're not tipping the scale. You just kind of bring it back to balance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about, let's finish up talking about kids. Because when I told our, our community that you were coming on and that you had a lot of knowledge on holistic dental care, they, of course, wanted to ask about their kids, too, because we love putting our kids first. Um, yes. And there's a lot of, you know, misinformation, and there's not a whole lot of holistic dentists that are out there talking about these kind of things. Um, so, of course, we're curious about our kids. And even before they they have teeth of their own that pop through the gums. Are there things that we can do to support that mineralization to make sure that their their oral, the pH is there and the good bacteria is there so that when the, the teeth do come in, they're in a good place to start? Yeah, I know. I always get that question. My kids are older now, but they're like, when, do, when can I start my kids with the tooth powder or the gum serum? And I, I you know, the, the ingredients themselves are safe for all ages, kids, adults, everybody. They're actually, for my products anyway, they're safe to swallow. So my answer is you can start them as soon as they like are breathing. <laughs> because really my favorite ingredient, if I want to talk about like cleaning your teeth, what what my favorite ingredient is, I would have to say it's clay. Um, I think clay is the perfect medium to brush your teeth with because it does everything that you really want to do inside your mouth. It's alkalizing. It also, um, I, I know a, a lot of people are love like clay baths and facials and things like that. Clay is really good at pulling toxins. And one of the dirtiest places inside you and your little kiddo's mouth uh, or body is their mouth. Um, it's exposed to everything and fingers are always in there. So, um, and, and not to mention, and I'm not trying to scare anybody, but just making everybody aware is, that, you know, there are toxins and metals and heavy metals and things like that in foods and water, and you just can't avoid it. But your gum tissue inside your mouth collects things and can pass it through internally. And one of the coolest things about brushing your teeth with a clay-based powder is that the clay itself binds very strongly. It's an ionic bond um, to heavy metals and to toxins and pulls them from the tissues. So while you're actually cleaning your mouth, you're literally cleaning the tissues of your mouth to be healthier and less congested there's going to be less of a chance of breakdown, um, recession, bleeding, things like that. So for kiddos, I usually tell people as soon as they, you know, as soon as you feel comfortable or want or think about it, you can either put like a little bit of the tooth powder with the clay on your finger and rub it on their gums. One of my favorite things, so my formula, I, I blended three different clays. That's what sets mine apart from a lot of other ones that are out there. But I blended three clays and the three clays um, are the bentonite clay, uh, which is very popular for um, cleansing, uh, white kaolin clay and French green clay. And then I also added baking soda to alkalize it even more. Clay is alkalizing, but with the baking soda mix, it's going to create that alkalinity inside your mouth that is going to help to put the minerals back in your teeth and regrow your microbiome. But the French green clay, this is what I love for the kids. The French green clay has properties from the sea. So it's from the French sea and it has LJ and, and all the plant phytonutrients in it. And one of the things that French green clay does, me as the nurse anesthetist totally loves this fact. This is like, I, I geeked out when I saw this. It's an analgesic, has an analgesic effect and an anti-inflammatory effect. So for kids that aren't, don't even have teeth yet, just their gum tissue, you know how swollen their gums get? Yeah. When they're, yeah, when they're teething and painful, just by giving them even a, a little brush with a little bit of powder on it and let them just chew on it, the tooth powder, the powder is actually going to help cleanse their, their tissues and support the teeth that are under and breaking through, but also create a little bit of comfort with the analgesic properties. And then the clays are all food grade, so um, swallowing them is not a problem. Um, it, it's completely safe to swallow. Yeah, that is something I wish I would have known with my two kids. So <laughs> it's, there's a there's a gem for you mamas to be or mamas with little ones that are teething. I would certainly try that myself. Okay, so let's finish up. This is a, a kind of a wild question to finish up on because it could have a very long answer. But 
Fluoride is something that our mamas are very confused about. You know, they get the recommendation from their dentist that fluoride is absolutely necessary. Mainstream media says that it's necessary. Um, there's confusion about, you know, well, if it's not in my water supply, does that mean that I should be using it in my toothpaste? So what are your thoughts? I mean, I know this is super controversial, but what did, what do you personally feel is the safest recommendation? Well, and this is for me, and I, I, this is one thing that I always tell people, you know, this is your, your job to do your due diligence and do your research and do what you're comfortable with. But I can tell you that when they introduce fluoride into water and food and whatever it, they put it in, our dental health did not improve. And our over health did, overall health did not improve because that follows your dental health. Everything actually declined. So the reason they put fluoride in water and toothpaste was because of the thought that fluoride would make your enamel harder. And, you know, here, this is just me being a nurse and giving you some information so you can do with it what you want. But your teeth, when you're born, when you're developing, your teeth don't have, your teeth and bones don't have, your body doesn't have fluoride in it. It's not a natural part of your body. It's not a natural part of your tooth. In fact, when you use fluoride, it actually replaces the minerals. It kicks out a mineral and puts fluoride in instead. And, you know, part of the problem, um, obviously, is if it gets internal, you know, your dentin, it can get into your dentin, your pulp, and your bloodstream. They, you can find, they've found mineral, uh, because your bone, like I said, your bone is the same minerals as your teeth. There can be fluoride in your bone as well. And I'm not going to get into all the damaging effects or things like that, uh, fluoride. Everybody, there's the controversy out there. Everybody can look it up. Um, my opinion for myself and my family is if I can create the hardest surface in my body, which is my tooth, by using the minerals that I was born with, why wouldn't I want to do that? You know, why wouldn't I want to create the enamel, rebuild the layers of the enamel with the exact minerals that it was formulated with the first time? So that's my basis. And I know a lot of moms, you know, they they want not just moms, because it happens to everybody, but anybody going to the dentist, this happens quite a bit. I, I get emails quite a bit with um, people that said, you know, I, I went to the dentist, I sat down in the chair or my kid, and, you know, we took my daughter to the dentist, had the best checkup ever, you know, the fastest cleaning, no plaque buildup, great gums, everything was great. The dentist came in, did his little review, looked at my teeth, said, this is the best checkup you've ever had. What are you doing different? And I tell them, I'm brushing with, and they'll say mine because it's mine, but dirty mouth tooth powder. What is that? They show them or tell them, oh, it doesn't have fluoride. You need to stop. So this is where they want the, what do I do? And yeah. I always tell them, yeah, I, I, I tell them that is up to you. Your dentist will most likely not be on board because they don't quite understand this and it's not their fault. It's just different than what they were taught. They were taught fluoride and they were taught um, other other things, but they weren't necessarily taught how to heal enamel or a cavity or remineralize a tooth. Um, so I usually tell people just be prepared. If it's working for you and you've got the best checkup of your life, you make the decision. Like it's, that's your choice. You have two choices. Continue doing what you're doing and got you those results or you can go back to doing what is recommended and mainstream and decide from there. That's a choice everybody has to make. And with kids, it's really hard. I get it. I go to the dentist and my dentist, believe it or not, my dentist still pushes fluoride on me. I, he doesn't push it because he knows I'm not going to do it, but he will still, they still <laughs> yeah. mention. And I'm like, yep, and we will still decline. But um, it, they, they feel obligated to let you know that fluoride is the answer and that's okay as long as you're prepared ahead of time with, you know, knowing your situation and knowing what you're using. Is it working for you? Are you getting better results? Are you feeling better? And all sorts of things. So, And where can they get educated on that? Like, do you have a couple of favorite resources for learning more about fluoride, the pros and cons? Or is this just like you know, really looking at the physiology and the oral microbiome and putting together pieces that you found that brought you to this decision? You know, I, I, there's a lot of, there's so much on Google. I don't even know where I would send someone because I, if you send them to the, you know, the dental associations, they're not going to get the information on fluoride that they really 
are looking for. They're, they're looking for, do, do I need it? Like, can I, can I live without it? Can I keep my teeth without it? So I would, you know, if you're interested, I know Dr. Josh Axe has done some talks or done some, has some information about uh, fluoride. And, and there's, there's a lot of information out there. I guess my biggest thing is knowing, knowing that there's an alternative and knowing the, I, the, I think the strongest weapon that I had when I was dealing with my daughter's tooth was what is the tooth made of? I mean, that's the question I wanted to answer. And fluoride was not, I was like, I I was actually surprised that fluoride wasn't a part of the tooth. I thought for sure, like if it's going to make the tooth stronger, that that would be a part of the tooth, but fluoride isn't even a part of the tooth. So I would probably just Google a healthy mouth or healthy teeth. And there's so much information out there. I know I, I, I've done a lot of blog posts and things like that. I'm all about the oral wellness and, and health inside the mouth. But really just getting back to the basics of what is a normal mouth? What is does a normal mouth feel like and what does a normal mouth look like? Um, as far as adults go, what's really interesting is the, the acids in the diet and the plaque buildup, a lot of times the plaque is what will cause cavities because it's concentrated, it's hard, it's thick, it's sticky, and the breakdown underneath the plaque is where cavities can happen. A lot of times the acid erosion just from diets, that's a little bit different, wears away the enamel all over the place. As an adult, if you look at your teeth and start to think, oh, my teeth are looking yellow, it, it might not necessarily be your diet, like I'm talking coffee stains and things like that. That might be part of it. But a lot of times what happens um, as adults get, as we get older is that our enamel starts to wear so thin that you can start to see the dentin underneath. And the dentin layer is that fluid layer. It's got, it's got minerals in it, but it's a fluid layer that's kind of the shock absorber of your tooth. Um, and as soon as the enamel starts to wear thin enough, your dentin has a color that's more yellow, gray, or blue. And if your enamel is so thin and you start to have a little bit of sensitivities to your teeth and your teeth are looking yellow or dingy or grayish, it might be that your enamel has worn so thin that you're now seeing the reflection of your dentin through it. And that can be fixed. I mean, you just, you need a remineralizing tooth powder and you need to get, you know, change the acidic condition inside your mouth so that when you do eat food, because our food does have minerals in it, it's just more mineral depleted because the soil's mineral, mineral depleted. That's part of the reason why our dental health has declined is because even organic soil is very mineral depleted um, from even 20 or 30 years ago. So brushing with something that has minerals in it will just help remineralize, remineralize your teeth even more. Yeah. And thank you so much for that. I know it is. It really is a personal decision and you have to feel comfortable with whatever route that you choose. It's just kind of nice to know some of the, the thinking and the theories behind why you wouldn't choose it because, you know, <laughs> to help us understand where we can really formulate the best decisions for ourselves and our family. So I really appreciate that. And clearly you have a lot to say on this issue and dental health in general. So if our listeners want to learn more, if they want to dig deeper into some of the science that you had to say on this episode and just really what to look for in their products, where can they find you? They can find me at primalifeorganics.com. That's uh, my website. I also do Facebook Lives quite a bit, and um, I come on regularly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern time. If anybody has questions, that's a great time to see me live and post your question. Um, I like to interact with customers and possible future customers or anybody. I I love to answer questions. I love to give, give people the information of what they're looking for and why. And, you know, and obviously everybody comes to the, to the, you know, to the plate with a different story and different things going on. And, um, there's not one answer for everybody, but the health of your mouth, um, is really important, which is why I really wanted, uh, we really wanted to talk about this. And it's not that difficult to make a change, um, especially since what we've been, you know, everybody's kind of grown up in the same era where you just buy stuff off the shelf or you look for healthier alternatives thinking it's still, it's doing the job. And while it might be cleaning your teeth, it's really not going to actually keep longevity um, for your health or your teeth. 
Yeah, no, I think that's great. And you gave us so many wonderful tips that we can really start using today. And like you said, we can change the oral microbiome and what's happening in our mouth in about three days. So it really is empowering once you know that information. So thank you for joining us today and sharing all of your wisdom. Thanks, Stephanie. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Trina. If you found this episode as fascinating as I did, please share it with your mama friends by taking a screenshot of yourself listening and post it on social media or leave us a review on iTunes so other mamas can find this information. And don't forget to head over to foursigmatic.com forward slash whole mamas or enter code whole mamas at checkout to get 15% off your order of functional mushrooms. Please remember that the views and ideas presented on this podcast are for informational purposes only. All information, content, and material presented on this podcast does not serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a provider. Consult with your provider before starting any diet, supplement regimen, or to determine the appropriateness of the information shared on this podcast, or if you have any questions about your treatment plan. Now go on, have a great day, and nourish and nurture yourself and your family.